I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zach Snyder. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where I got a freaking pee, so the energy is is off this episode. The vibes are off. <laughs> Just remember that I do, in fact, need to urinate. Are we talking like R. Kelly vibes or like what kind of... <laughs> oh, no. What kind of vibes are we talking about here? I guess that's up to you, bro. Oh, I don't know. I'm a little uncomfortable. I don't think I can do this episode <laughs> uh, anymore. No, um, just like if you hear a little water running at some point, it just means right, I right, emptied right. out the bottle, the water bottle, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all natural. We all do watching it. watching a, uh, a little bit unrelated. I was watching a Mr. Beast video where he buried himself alive for like uh, 48 oh, hours yeah. or whatever. And that he's like, he's in the, he's in the coffin or whatever. And he's like, now a lot of you are probably wondering what happens if I need to go pee. And then you look behind <laughs> them. There's like four piss bottles just fully loaded. Oh, I bet. By the time he leaves, I bet. he gets out the coffin and his friends are like, bro, you smell like piss. <laughs> you smell horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, that makes it. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, if, the, if the claustrophobia wouldn't kill you, I'm sure, you know. Not having piss bottles would. That'd be a very unepic way to go, is all. So. It'd be very uncomfortable. Yeah. It'd be very right, uncomfortable. Right. You'd just pee on yourself at that point. Like, yeah, yeah, and fill up the coffin. Then who you cares? Would drown, yeah. You know, that's I it. mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you'd be having that much piss in a 24 If you're stuck period. there. Like, I'm saying if you were stuck there, you know, and it wasn't oh, like a sure, funny haha sure. Mr. Beast challenge and you were underground. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, you'd right. be dead. That, that'd be what kill you. Uh, well, Probably hungry. You wouldn't drown. You you wouldn't have enough piss because at some point you're not you're not having water, which means yeah. you're not going to be filling up the the bladder. So sure, peeing as much. Sure, water would be first, and then food would be second. Is this someone's um, fetish? Like, are we even oxygen though? Right? Like, you might run out of oxygen first. Are we fueling someone's fantasy or nightmare here? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Anyways, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is a classic episode, your week on YouTube. One of the final which is, two, which is cool. Final two, final four episodes. We don't have to do this, but mentioning Mr. Beast did remind me of the Mr. Beast Squid Games discourse going on right now. I finally watched the video. I have opinions about this. Actually, you want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's cool. let's talk about it. Um, so Mr. Beast. For uh, lack of a better word, has always been sort of a, a clout chaser, you know. He had done YouTube for several years, wasn't really successful at it for a long time, and then kind of made his name known by doing these crazy sort of challenge videos. Where he's like, "I'm gonna flip through and read every page of the dictionary, or I'm gonna count to a million, or to whatever. I'm gonna put Orbeez in the bathtub." That was a classic <laughs> one. That yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the recent ones are like. Something to do with pop culture. Uh, so he had touted about making this Squid Game video on Twitter. And everybody was like, oh, really? Like, are you actually going to do that? Is this a joke? Is this real? And he's like, no, I'm actually going to do it. So he spent upwards of what I've read, like, several months building the sets, finding the people, replicating everything. Uh, seven and weeks. They, and seven it was like $3.5 million. $3.5 million. And there was a sponsor, yeah. of course, and shit. So yeah, he yeah, does it, it he makes the video, it blows up, 
it gets like mm-hmm. what 10 million views in a very short amount of time it's higher it than like that now currently 10 million in like 24 hours and it's yeah. like 100 million now i think so everybody's seen it at this point and I, and I got opinions on the video but what you probably wanted me to bring up was the uh the funny haha tweet that came from a youtube influencer who was mm-hmm. like Squid Game took 10 years to make and only has this many views on Netflix, where Mr. Beast, by himself, made this video and got 10 million views in 20 hours. This is the yeah. power of the creator economy. <laughs> and everybody went, LOL, you stupid, and clowned on him. Uh, and thankfully, Mr. Beast didn't make that tweet. Like I said, it was some, some no, he influencer he guy. Mr. Beast was not touting this. It would be very, uh, very pity. Uh petty rather for him to have done that but uh yeah that's sort of where a lot of the the youtube advice discord like surrounding the creator economy type shit a lot of people have been talking about this tweet so it's um sparks on my i've seen i've seen two sides of the the conversation uh there is the kind of mainstream media opinion on it saying that youtube is that this video is a ripoff of squid games that it is creatively bankrupt for better words right because the shows like in the actual show you die right right thing it's like a critique of from what i've heard i haven't watched it it's It's a critique critique of capitalism yeah which is like very funny well there's there's that part of the debate too right to turn that into like a money-making game show where the goal is just to survive and taking the the actual games and turning them into a fun thing kind of supposedly misses the point but continue right so there's that which which i get sure okay uh and then there's the other article that i've seen there's a vice.com article called mr beast's squid game ripoff is exactly the kind of video youtube rewards Mm. and it calls it a reductive ripoff of the original it says it is not a triumph for the creator economy so it's in direct response to that tweet that you're talking about Yeah, yeah um and it, it kind of just mentions how like Squid Game, the Netflix show took 10 years to make. It's like an entire narrative. There's like, it's like a 10 hour project. Um, and then this Mr. Beast video, like it took him, I guess it's seven months here. So you're right. It's seven months to create it and freaking, uh, you know, the top six are given money or whatever. And, yeah, I remember this article weirdly had a problem with one of the with not everybody saying they would give money to the family or their or charity mm. or something for some reason. Yeah. And I thought that was weird. Like, do what it you says, want. More than just bizarre, Mr. B Squid Game highlights a fundamental problem of YouTube. There's no shortage of people who make original art and put it online, but the internet is dominated instead by people who can take advantage of existing properties and fan bases. Yeah, cloud chase. So literally basically. reacting reacting to thing laughing at other people's memes making a lot of money off of it and there's a lot of people that hates this take there's a lot of that youtube advice people that are like no you're wrong stop hating on mr beast he did this really cool thing meanwhile i think this article and this take is kind of based a little bit yeah a little bit and i think uh that's not necessarily mr beast's fault though I guess. Not at all. Not at like, all. Like it's not his not fault the video blew up. It's not his fault that he put in all this money to make a, a, a gambled effort. It might not have worked, right? Like mm-hmm. it, in in a production sense, it's cool that he managed to do this. 
it's a very neat project it's a very neat project right would i put it on the same artistic level as a short film on youtube absolutely not but i don't think anybody aside from that garbage tweet is really trying to this is like taking something and then being like turning it into a crusade for both sides it's kind of stupid because like at the end of the day Mm. my Mm. personal opinion it's just kind of a okay video like the challenge that's the thing the rewards are cool the story's not really there i watch shows for like the people and the personalities and this is just sort of like we recreated this and it's cool that he did that you know it's filmed well it's edited well uh, I kind of mm-hmm. went on a tear of Mr. Beast videos, and he makes a lot of similar stuff. My issue with this content yeah. has always been that it's not very personable. Is you watch a video of like I gave a thousand dollars to an Uber driver, and it sells you on the concept alone. But typically, mm-hmm. when you leave a Mr. Beast video, that's all you've gotten. You don't know anything about Jimmy. You barely know anything about his friends. This shit happens yeah. where they give away money or whatever. Had well, obviously, Mr. Beast is big now. But if he had to have made his channel based on his personality alone, I don't think he could have done it. I think the outlandish shit is specifically what gets him to where, where he was at. And good for him. Like, obviously. 100%. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, no, is it Mr. Beast's fault that, like, this sort of clout chasing, working off of IPs, like, trying to get it big? Like, for some people, that's their only avenue, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not defending Mr. Beast. I agree with the article. That's a problem with YouTube systematically, and it's a problem with viewers who prefer this shit over something more artistic or something that has more work put into it. And it has been that way yeah. for at least five years, at least. And it's <laughs> it's not just YouTube; it's internet content. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a and that's my it. personal issue with it. Like what Mr. Beast did here is cool, and he does good shit, and I'm glad he's helping people. And um, in terms of like being a businessman. The man knows what he's, he's doing. He's a genius. 100%. He, he hacks culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but but we've talked about it before, both on the podcast and outside of the podcast, this kind of wage, this kind of war going on in, in our heads between the more business-minded side of YouTube and the more creative side of YouTube. And I personally much more appreciate the, the artistic and the creative side and that's the part where I want to spend most of my time doing. But um, when it when it comes to YouTube on a grand scale, when it comes to the type of video that YouTube does reward, it's the more business-minded approach where you have this 25-minute video of 400 and something people fighting in six different matches. Like, the video is so fast-paced. Like yeah. you said, you don't know you don't know any of the contestants. You barely know any of the people that works with Jimmy. You barely know Jimmy himself. Um, and that's kind of unfortunate. I wish that I could have gotten the same response out of this video as some other people, but I didn't. I was just like, oh yeah, Squid Game was a really cool show and I liked watching it. And I got a lot out of that piece of media. But this Mr. B's video, I got like nothing out of. And I think that comparison is, is interesting because Squid Game, the show, again, haven't seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. People people have talked about it, and it's brought up debate. And uh, even if people don't agree with it, the fact that it's sparked discussion means it's like left an impact to a certain yeah, degree. True, I agree. This Mr. Beast video, in comparison, is the kind of... I don't want to say this in a mean way, but almost like sort of vapid popcorn entertainment that you watch the one time. And like you're, you're fine that you watched it, but you're not re-watching it. 
right? You're not Definitely. coming back to this yeah. in five years and being like, oh, I gotta, I gotta see the 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 Mr. Beast video. It's a cool one-time novelty watch, like a like a lot of other uh, Mr. Beast videos. Mm-hmm. And like, I could be mean and say like, why don't more people make more thoughtful shit or make more personable shit? But truth is, it's there. And like, who am I to judge people for what they want? Like, I watch super mega make monkey jokes. Like, is that really <laughs> highbrow sure. content? It's original it's- though. No. <laughs> it's it's original and it's edgy, but it's like it's what I it's what I enjoy. And if the, if mm-hmm. your base level knowledge of YouTube is just Mr. B stuff, I can see how you would think that this is possibly like the video that represents the platform or the peak of the mound. I promise you, this is the base of the mound, and everything surrounding mm. YouTube and surrounding mm. this video is way cooler. And an analogy not even a mound. Is, uh, it's more like an iceberg. An iceberg, right? yeah, oh, yeah. iceberg memes, yeah. An analogy I would use iceberg. is like coffee. Like you can drink a random like cup of coffee, True. like your Folgers or True. Maxwell House. But if that's all you know, damn, you'll be surprised at the different flavors and espressos and cappuccinos and whatever of the world. And you'd be surprised of all the shit you could you could find out. I don't think Mr. Beast represents YouTube or the creator economy in any way. Um, any more than like an MKBHD or a Jenna Marbles. <laughs> right. You know? Well, and it's that's a part the of thing. it, but not the whole picture. It's not the whole picture. And exactly. And that, that's the thing with, with YouTube content over the years is this is no different than fucking, um, what's her name? The big tech lady that made it like, I Justine, I Justine. This is no different than I Justine doing a tech parody of a black IP song in 2012. It's the same thing. Um, it got a shit ton of views. Oh yeah. You go to I Justine, bro. You go to her channel right now. (laughs) It showed up in the auto recommended. What is this? Oh yeah, bro. You go to like most viewed videos on this channel. 12 years ago. Damn. 12 years ago. I got a feeling and it's a, it's a, bad video it is not good it's i watched 12 years ago absolutely I got recommended right 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 right. <laughs> yeah. but it's like it's it's the same thing pop culture is gonna reign supreme on these platforms and people are gonna i mean tiktok like reason tiktok blew up is because people could use audio of other music and other people's audio and kind of piggyback off of it mm-hmm. so it's not it's not changed it's not going to be any different i think for me personally when it comes to the conversations I want to have about YouTube in the next 10 to 20, 30 years, I want to put a better, better spotlight on the more artistic. Yeah. Creative absolutely. projects that I find on here. And um, I think it's going to improve too. And the reason I will. say that it is will. the type of shit that was popular when we were first watching YouTube was like annoying origin Fred. And I'm very glad we live in a world where we collectively move past that, you know? Same. And, like, compared that to this Mr. Beast video that's, like, hot topical right now. Like, yeah, that's a big jump in quality. Um, It'll be interesting to see, like, with how many YouTubers treat it like a business, will they do it forever? Unlike the Fred and Annoying Oranges who had their hot flashes and left because there wasn't, like, a market or, like, YouTube wasn't a business yet. It's very possible Mr. Beast could still be working for another 30 years. PewDiePie could be doing this for another 30 years. Easily. And so... I would hope in that case we are not still having the conversation about these squid game like videos and that 
even Mr. Beast to a certain level changed up the content. And I think, I think it will just I think how the platform too. changes, not even if they choose to, the platform might change around them. Uh, but I'm, I'm more optimistic than, than anything, I guess is, is my, is my takeaway here. I got a, I got a weird prediction. So yeah, go ahead. You know, the, yeah. uh, the streamies, the streamy awards. Yeah. They'd be happening every year. They nominate a bunch of like really popular YouTubers. Um, and they have all these different categories from podcasts, scripted series, shorts, animated subject awards. I think either the streamies will get to a level that's closer to like the game of the awards or the Oscars, um, or somebody else will make a better version of it. And we'll start mm. seeing better representation of the more creative side of, of, of online content. I think yeah. we gotta, right. At a certain point. Um, Cause, cause you know, film as big as it is, it took 20, 30 years before the Oscars came around. Um, mm. Video games have been around since the eighties and we just got the game awards a few years ago. Um, so I think, I think we could definitely see kind of that cultural, um, kind of pop up of, of these award shows kind of showing what could be the best of the best on the platform and then hopefully get some, uh, some more artistic creative shit rather than, you know, your Mr. Beast, your Charlie D'Amelio, your fucking Addison Ray. Like I'm looking at these nominations for creator of the year. Dream <laughs> yeah. is on here. Yo, like, you know, not that none of them don't deserve some, they're at the top of their, for game. what they've done. They deserve it, right? It'd just be cool to see more of that that creative side of things. Well, I think the only way we're going to get there is, like, obviously some platform changes are going to have to happen, but I think even more important than True. that, viewer behavior is going to have to change, man. Mm. People yeah. treat YouTube like they treat Twitter and TikTok, where it's like flashes in a pan. They watch one video a day, and potentially that's it. So if you're on the homepage... True. And the only thing recommended to you is a Charlie D'Amelio or Mr. Beast. Like, that's all you watch for the day. And that's it. Your word of mouth brings you there. We're in a weird state where when we watched YouTube, uh, we stuck around. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people Mm -hmm. stick around. So we're at the point where we know that it's not a pool. It's an ocean. I don't think enough people know that yet. I think Uh, you're right. And that has to do with viewer behavior. So until we get to that point, uh, it's it's not going to be any different. I know YouTube is different than TikTok and Twitter. I don't think most people do, to be honest. Yeah, and then then even on top of that, like I value I value art, and so I watch films for that reason. I watch TV shows or play certain games, listen to music for that reason. Um, and it's not every YouTube video that I watch. I watch Northern Lion like once or twice a week, and it's yeah. just him playing a video game, and I enjoy it. But like, I try to go out of my way to consume. YouTube content that it has that artistic merit to it. Um, and I think you're right. Not too many people, not only, not only do not that many people do that to begin with, but I don't think a lot of people know about it. Yeah. It's an interesting so it's, discussion. It's interesting. I think both sides have a, have a very good point here. Um, I just hope the discussion is more interesting five years from now, I guess this is what I'm, what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I wish it was more interesting in general. Uh, we're still, we're still talking about like, it's, it's the, it's the Pac-Man video games thing all over again. Like people were talking about is Pac-Man art. We were having these conversations 10, 15 years ago. And now 
there's plenty of video games that people consider art. Pac-Man um, being one of them. <laughs> we got to have the same conversations with Mr. Beast and YouTube. And, you know, maybe yeah. one day we'll get some and that's why where it's interesting. That's why we've been talking about this for 20 minutes and we haven't gotten to the Eureka on YouTube shit yet. Like, we talk about this shit a ton outside this podcast of the whole, yeah. like, <laughs> YouTube is filler content. Do I view it as just popcorn entertainment or am I here to make art? Uh, not only from a creator side, but from a viewer side, I think about this shit all the time. So it's cool to see that like it's popping into other people's heads as well. Uh, just not the conclusion I want to see, and it's not the <laughs> discussion I want to see. I guess. Yeah, because I'm interested in this shit, man. I, I I think about it all the time. I'm looking at these streaming nominees, and I'm not gonna go into that obviously, but I will say. Um, I'm kind of interested in checking out some of these categories of creators because it should have never, there's channels on here I've never heard of mm. that are like nominated for like cinematography and writing. So maybe we're closer than I thought, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. You also got branded video as a category and discord. The movie is a nominee. So <laughs> Mr. Beast Burger has a creator product nominee. Didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. Merch, merch stuff. Merch, Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, Cloak shit. It's on Crazy. here. Weird shit. Anyways, I'll leave the um, I'll leave the article, the Vice article that I was talking about in the description. I'm not going to find that creator economy tweet because I don't care. It's probably in the article. Oh. Uh, it might be. It should be. It's not. Because it was the tweet. Damn, you would think that uh, that Vice.com would do a better job of this, but no. They mention the creator economy and their little like brief synopsis at the top, but they do not have the tweet at all. That's shitty. There's some people like mega defending uh, Mr. Beast, and there's some people like shitty on him, and I don't think either of those are right. It's really yeah. just, uh, you know. If there's anyone I'm putting blame on, it's not Mr. Beast, you know? Not even close. Not even close. It's just a lot worse shit out there. Trust me. It's the overall thing. Anyways, you want to talk about what we did this week on YouTube? Yeah, bro. What did you do on YouTube, Zach? What did I do? Um, So I didn't do anything, like, YouTube-related, right? You Damn. know, like... You would think. I mentioned last time I'm still dealing with some some personal stuff, so I'm, I'm working right. my way through there. But um, I'm feeling more up to making content again, so that's good. Uh, new new season of Fall Guys just dropped. I started recording some footage of the new games. Uh, so I'm probably going to make that big Fall Guys video I've been thinking about making for a while. Probably uh, push that to be the next video since it's topical. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I'm talking about making art, and here I am gonna review a bunch of fall guys games because it's relevant but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it all comes back uh, around gotta be a hypocrite every once in a while uh other than that i did something wild aiden oh and uh you know about it but i do the other do. night I know I'm acting surprise for the audience i guess <laughs> i appreciate it man so the other night aiden told me that mr gerard the completionist had some twitch streams of behind the scenes of creating the newest completionist episode. I'm like, that's cool. So I started watching it a little bit. I didn't get too far, but he's talking about some G4 stuff because he's a host on the G4 network now. And um, 
for those that don't know, it's a gaming TV show that was popular in the early 2000s, got shut down in 2014. They made a return. And they're kind of doing the whole Polygon Kotaku media company thing. Yeah. So I'm like, that's, you know, never really was like super, super interested in it. But I was, I was hearing his kind of um, experience with them so far. And I was looking at the G4 website and I came across the career section. I was looking at what kind of jobs they had open. They had this creative producer job. And it, it's like a position where if you're that person, you'd be helping other creators in the network on their projects. So doing a little bit of script writing, helping with some editing, maybe showing up in some videos or whatever. But then also you'd be creating your own show, um, which is like what I like to do, you know, I like to create my own shows about nerd culture. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna apply for this job on a whim and kind of just see what happens. And I uh, worked on it for like a couple hours while in a Discord call. Yeah, and we then, were uh, 12 hours later, I got an email telling me that they wanted to do an interview and that I was one of their top candidates. Ooh. What, the, what the hell? That's Spooky. crazy. Um, and so I had the interview on Tuesday, the 7th. So a few days from now as of recording, I think a couple of days after this episode goes out, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's cool. I got an interview for a creative producer role for G4 TV. Kind of crazy. I guess we'll see what happens. Very crazy. Very crazy. Remember you, um, uh, in particular, clowning on Mr. Gerard and uh, Scott DeLance for moving over to, to G4, uh, given that their their audience is primarily on I just think it's YouTube. funny. Yeah. I just mm. think it's really ironic. Right. One, one could say yeah. there's a bit of irony in this situation, too. It is. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. That you it's were very funny. applying very for funny. essentially a TV-focused uh, yeah. position. Here. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought it was going to be in first. When I heard from Gerard, the, the kind of host thing, I was like, oh, that's, you know, sure. He's a, he's a YouTuber. Why is he going to TV? That's kind of funny. But then looking into it, like, they're streaming their entire network shit on Twitch.tv. Oh, anytime they have like an like an official G4 creative project, it's all going on Twitch live. Then they're putting those streams on YouTube. They're putting all this other original content on YouTube. It's the Kotaku Polygon thing. And um, they have the G4 TV presence, right? They have the television show or the television channel. They're going to be running all this shit, including like the Scott, the Wash show, which is really funny. Um, and then they have like uh, apparently they have the exclusive rights to American Ninja Warrior, so that's kind of funny. Very fun. Um, probably got some used other to watch that shit a ton. Stuff. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I was a big yeah. fan of it for a while. Game apparently, show shit, man. that's what I'm. About. I get it. I fucked with game show shit a lot, but apparently G4 TV is the ones that brought Ninja Warrior to the United States. Really? So didn't that's kind of either. Cool. I didn't either. So. Would it be funny working on a television ch- channel as a YouTuber? Absolutely. Uh, the the thing that kind of surprised me is that they are actually uh, a little bit more reasonable and that they know like a regular TV channel is not going to be the, the thing to get them, you know, through this revamp. They have to use YouTube. They have to use Twitch. They have to use the Internet, mm. which is which is what I do. So 
it's almost like a uh, have your cake and eat it too situation where the whole TV yeah. thing like yeah. brought legitimacy to G4 coming back. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't some random company. They're going to be on TV and they have been before. And the whole lure of being on TV is, is, is huge. But then Definitely. they're also like, but we want to survive. So we want to do the whole Twitch thing. But if you already right. were an online creator and you're just putting your shit onto Twitch and YouTube and potentially getting less views than you were on your own solo shit, kind of takes a little bit of the, the thrill out of the whole being on TV thing if you're just primarily working on, on digital. So they want, they want both. They yeah, want the legitimacy want that TV brings, but they also want to survive. <laughs> so they're going to do the other shit yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. Just smart and move. Smart business Like, I, I hope that if I get this position, I'm not going to be working on content that I don't want to work on. Like, I hope that doesn't happen. Right. Right. Um, if it's a little bit sure, if it's the whole job, if I've like got no creative control. I'm good. I don't want that. Uh, but if I can be like the Brian David Gilbert or Tim Rogers, a fucking G4, that'd be cool. Both of them making really cool videos on Polygon and Kotaku. And that being the only content I watch on those YouTube channels, I think it'd be cool to be making my like own content on like one of these, um, you know, bigger is kind of reductive. It's a bigger channel. Sure. But more of like a prestigious, like, mm. you know, lots of, lots of video game, uh, contacts that I could get out of it. There's a lot of bonuses, a lot of positives from sure. a position like this. And hopefully, Hopefully the money I put down a price that I'd like and they still agreed to the interview. So hopefully that works out. But, um, we'll find I'm sure out. there'd be some cha- challenges, but we'll see. It'll, Next it'll, year week on YouTube. We'll, we'll find cool, out a little guys. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. We got one more of those and then the finale. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Next time we talk, Zach we'll will see. be a G4 creative producer and won't do YouTube. <laughs> no more YouTube. <laughs> nah, I'd still be, be a YouTube, wild turn of events though. We've we've talked multiple times about like what the plan is after YouTube, and mm. uh, I still don't think there will be an after YouTube for me. I want to be making your everyday nerd until I die or something similar, something you know on the platform. But it'd be cool if I had a few years just kind of working with a bigger company and still making content that I want to make. That I get cool. you. Hope it works out. Hope it all works Thanks, out. Thanks, bro. It's a cool opportunity. And at the very least, like, even if it don't last long, you could always network with people and kind of break the door in on true things. True. The thing that you had an interview for a creative producer at G4, I feels like, is a, is a resume builder at the very least. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and even if I don't get it, it's a good bit, bro. Like, applying for a TV network as a bit, fantastic. Yeah. Very funny it's one story. of those like millionaire documentary type stories where it's like I was a second away from working at Burger King when I finally got my offer on Bitcoin and became a millionaire. <laughs> like one of those type yeah, of stories yeah, yeah. where it's like things could have been different had I worked at G4 before I came up with Let's Gaze and focused on them instead <laughs> and became a multi-millionaire. Absolutely. So true. Oh. So true. Epic. That was my worship. No, that's that, it. That was, that was it. I applied for a job on a whim. I'm getting an interview. I uh, have not worked on any videos. I am only just now getting back into working on my client shit. Mm. So that's good. We're back into the, we're getting back into the swing of things. 
So hell yeah. Other than that, like nah, nothing else happened. Pretty basic week. What what what'd you do, bro? What you been up to? Well, uh, we've been talking back and forth on this podcast about a video that uh, featured you that we uh, were working on, right. and it finally yeah. came out. Yeah. The Dark Souls video, it's out. It's public, everybody. Why you can now I watch and it. Many others don't like Dark Souls. Yep, it's Aiden complaining for twenty nine minutes. No, this is, there's some positive shit in there, but uh, it is mostly complaining. And your boy Zach is featured in there time. on an interview yeah. portion. Yeah. He's a he's a good part of the video. Actually, it's not just like a minute, <laughs> like for a bit <laughs> or something. Like he's actually in the video, similar to how Jay was in the Zelda video, where he's used right. mainly as a uh, as a different perspective or a. Uh, you know, if he agrees with me, that helps too. I, I tend to be more likely to put in those clips of him agreeing with me than him being like, no, you're wrong. But uh, it's a cool video. I'm it's happy with a, how it turned uh, out. It's almost like a documentary style video. I love my got. It's really cool. You got this interview. You're like weaving it in with some voiceover stuff, some on camera shit. You got a point to the video. <laughs> which yeah. is better than a lot of videos that both you and I have made in the past. So um, very similar to that Zelda video. It's a really cool format and uh, love to see more. If that was something you'd want to do more. Of. Well, the thing was like, I was planning on remaking that dark souls video. Cause that was back in uh, 2020, like yeah. two videos before 30 for 30 launched or whatever. Definitely. And I'm like, this will be a cool one to remake. Cause I have, I had better thoughts. The original video was just sort of like me at a desk using bad uh, gameplay footage at like very low FPS. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I'm like, I could probably do a better job. Uh, but it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it eventually turned into the Zelda video, but for Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, intentional. It was just sort of an accident. But now that I've done two videos of this very similar style, kind of a format i'd love to explore a little bit more obviously cool. it depends entirely on the topic like not everything deserves a deep dive the zelda okay. thing is a very big topic dark souls and why i don't like it is a big and interesting topic i can't do that every week you know i, I wouldn't have interesting enough shit to talk about but for mm -hmm. those bigger videos yeah absolutely i would love to uh love to do them not just with you guys but with other people too like get some get some interesting voices in there for the it'd be really portion. cool and i think it's uh i think it's a style of video that could do really well in the future too yeah and, um who knows like you get you can get all kinds of motherfuckers interviewed on there that'd be cool um, i love interviewing people so it's, it's a fun yeah. way to add content to a video without actually having to like find gameplay footage and talk in a script yeah it's very yeah, easy yeah, to let someone else sure. say something poignant and you can just kind of sit there. I mean, like, you got to oh, ask good fast. questions, right? True. But I think you do. I think I think you're a really good interviewer. So, Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. Great video. Uh, but yeah, got the Dark Souls video out. And then December, I've been talking about it off and on. And I said, fuck it. We finally going to do it. 30 for 30. It's coming back, baby. And uh, Let's go. It's the third as we're recording this and then the first three episodes are going to be out. They're all scheduled and uploaded and shit. And the basic right. idea with this was, okay, we did 30 for 30. I like a lot of these videos. I want them up. So if I were to do another 30 for 30 season, I can easily do them. 
But the approach, I was going back and forth, like, should I just remake them? How do I adapt it to my current style? Should I refilm shit? Whatever. And so finally, I found an approach where, okay, new intro, new outro, fixed up the ads, right? Because a lot right. of the ads had mentions to out-of-date shit. And given that it's only like a year ago, it's surprising how much out-of-date shit is in those ads. I just <laughs> thought about funny. that. Um, kind of wild, actually. Uh, and then, you know, for the rest of the episode, if I can add some new B-roll, make some smarter cuts, I'll do that. If not, I'll leave them alone as as is. And that's sort of what we've done so far. I'm taking the 30 for 30 episodes and I'm making slightly refined, slightly better versions, uploading them once a day. And then I'm going to be doing that till around the 20th of December. Get all 20 episodes back to back, daily uploads. And then we'll we'll see where that goes from there. I'm a little worried. I know it's only it. been like a day mm-hmm. or two, but the, the first one only has six views. The second one only has four. But I get that like I uploaded one video in October, one video in November. There are 24 people subbed to me. Of those people, how many people have notifications? Of those people, how many have already seen them and don't want to watch them again? Yeah, I get it. But like mm-hmm. I, I need to have them out. Like I can't, you know, I can't hold on to this forever the 30 for 30 needs to come out i'm just they will only get more out of date right i'm just i'm just a little worried that i'm gonna have like one or two view videos on the channel for a while and that sucks because all of the all of the re-releases and new videos have had 17 views or more like they're they're doing well yeah Yeah. so the idea of having some 30 for 30s with two views is a little scary but i'm gonna keep doing it i'm gonna keep doing it i i hope they uh kind of snowball and by like day 10 people have realized what's going on a little bit maybe they'll watch the playlist maybe some new people will watch them uh every 30 for 30 episode the first time around got like 22 views or more so that's the bar we're trying to reach you know right but uh some of them did like 40 or 50 and that's that's cool too but 20 is around i think the cool thing is that like number one we've talked about it before but the channel's still so new they're like yeah. the YouTube algorithm doesn't know what to do with the video, the channels in the, the first place. So getting them out now is better than making weekly content for a year and then doing a week of a month of daily uploads. Right. Mm. It's a great, great decision here. Uh, secondly, like now that these are like brand new videos again and the channel doesn't have kind of that like subscriber problem and whatever. I, I still believe in 30 for 30, 30. Uh, yeah. I still believe in it wholeheartedly so i think it's still going to do better in the long run um, i hope so especially with the sega genesis games coming out on the switch too it's perfect time for that yeah that was complete luck i was telling jay like when the announcement yeah. of the expansion pack came out we all we were all kind of expecting in 64 so it's like okay cool and then it's i was like oh also sega genesis i'm like huh that's <laughs> really interesting actually hold up <laughs> I have a yeah. second Genesis related thing. So I filmed a new intro to the Altered Beast video explaining the series, its place, wh- what I want to do with it. And then also happening to drop a little mention of, hey, Nintendo has these games on the Switch. And if you want my thoughts on them, here, here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. Trying to tie it in a little bit with, with current, current energy. So yeah, I'm going to fix them, make better versions, upload them till the 20th. And then on the 25th, I'm going to, do the Charlie Brown Christmas video again, just because 2020, I like that video. It's my my best Christmas video. Mm-hmm. I want to get that out. And then, uh, yeah, 2021. 
a little bit, but I'll save that shit for the the next episode where we talk about wrap up and right. future plans and shit. Uh, outside of that, yeah. I got two A non anchors out. I finally got the one about the music yeah. I listen to, and then I did one with the with a channel update, kind of explaining what's going on and shit. They're like so. back to back too. That shit was yeah, they're pretty surprising. Cool. But it was cool. well, the thing is, is like. You know, the original goal was to have YouTube podcast and a non-anchor reach episode 100 around the same time. But then mm-hmm. something weird happened where YouTube podcast got way more productive than a non-anchor did. <laughs> so I was a couple episodes behind. Oh, and yeah, I'm sitting here funny. at like 89 or whatever. And I'm like, yo, fuck it. Q&A episode, uh, update, Zach one, all all around each other. Thanksgiving. Recorded uh, them. Yeah. The Q&A, everything. Like three, Got three them all episodes. Out. Yeah. I, I might not hit 100 but I want to be at like 95, 96, you know, get as close cool. as I humanly could to getting it. And uh, last thing I'll mention is something I talk about in that Aiden on Acre episode, the most recent one. Uh, your boy, <laughs> your boy got a stream deck <laughs> and an audio <laughs> interface because Let's I'm upgrading go. my audio setup again. So I figured I could mention that and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we talked about the audio interface, I think, off camera. But what'd yeah. you end up getting? So uh, the audio interface I went with is the Elgato Wave XLR. So okay. it has like a little XLR input in there. And then the software is essentially why people use it. It's basically voice meter, but not stupid. It's so, like you mm. get individual control over all your audio sources and stuff, as well really as like yeah. they're adding VSTs and all that stuff so I can control my mic setup. That's the benefit of XLR. It's USB, yeah. you have no control. It's more convenient, but you have no control. Having an audio interface in XLR will help with that. Uh, so I'm going to get the Wave XLR and not have the mic for it until Christmas, and then I'll have the mic to pair with it. I'm still not sure what I'm getting. thought about just getting the Shure MV7 like you you got, but just the mm-hmm. XLR version to save like, I don't know, like $40, $50, because that version is right. cheaper, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm looking around. thought about maybe- You don't have to get the cloud lifter either, right? Yeah, we'll have to get the cloud lifter. The Wave XLR has like 70 dB of gain, um, okay. 50 of which hardware, and then some of it's through software. So cool. I could run any mic I wanted to. I could get a Shure SM7B and run it through that if I wanted to. Like gain's not cool. an issue. But I just don't know what mic I personally want. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm limited by whatever, whatever I want to do. Uh, which then begs the question of like, okay, well, why don't you instead – spend the money you spent on a stream deck and get a mic instead. It's like, <sighs> I had a hundred dollars left over and it was either get the stream deck or get like a really cheap XLR mic. And I'm not trying to upgrade again. You know, I want a right. mic that I can like right. last and be done with, you know, so I, I want to spend yeah. a little bit more on a good mic. So with a hundred dollars left and me already on the Elgato store, getting discounts and shit, I saw the mm-hmm. stream deck, the regular one for $99. It usually goes for like a hundred and, 20 or whatever the the mark ii goes for even more and i just mm-hmm. said you know what fuck it i've heard a lot of good shit about it i lose nothing you know if i, if I end up hating it and i think sure. i could get a lot of use out of it for streaming obviously but there's a lot of productivity stuff with the uh, davinci resolve and editing and i'm not like i'm not like a shortcuts hockey kind of guy i don't use them in editing mm. like i I'm, I'm not built like that so it makes a lot had, of sense <laughs> if i had like a stream deck and a very shiny button telling me hey press this to get what you want and i don't have to remember what keys that'd be really cool because i'm a i'm a hunt and peck typer i don't you know okay. i'm not 
yeah. not fast with that shit. So that makes sense. It would take a lot of muscle memory, and I think having a stream deck would be cool for that purpose, for like DaVinci Resolve editing and speeding up workflow shit. I've heard of people use it with Adobe. I mean, there's a lot of macro keys that people be getting to for that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've thought about it myself at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hope that helps with that. It'd be cool. They'll both be coming in a couple of days from now, so it'll be next episode where I can at least tell you if I like... I can't really tell you if I like the audio interface without the microphone, but I'll at least give you some right. thoughts about the, the stream deck and say if it's if it's cool or not. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe I just do nothing with it until I learn some YouTube tutorials to teach me how to do it. I'm just personally very happy that throughout the span of this podcast, you have gone from, why the fuck would you get a stream deck? To, yo, so I just got a stream deck. Um, yo, and so we'll, get to hear, deck, actually. we'll get to hear your first responses, like your first uh, opinions on it. Yeah. before the podcast ends that makes yeah. me very happy i'm a well i'm well aware of the irony and the humor of it all for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. i talk, talk about, about me being a hypocrite you know it's some hypocritical shit for sure but i'd love to be proven wrong you know i'd really love for to sure. be proven wrong for sure i, I, I still even with me buying it don't take it as like i should drop a hundred dollars on this especially if you're no. new to streaming and you don't have a good webcam and a good mic Spend mm-hmm. money on those things first. Spend money on branding first before you even think about yeah. a fucking stream deck. Like, get a better computer sure. before you think about a stream deck. I'm Not along in the process yeah. where I would like the convenience brought about on the stream deck more than I would like, shit, I got a good computer. I got a DSLR. I'm getting a new mic thing. What? A GPU? You know? Buy a $400 graphics right. card? Like, right. But nah. you ain't got the money for that shit. So it's nah. like... Why not get a stream deck? You know, it's like purchase number 15. I would never recommend it for like your first purchase, especially if you don't even know if you like streaming. Don't go out and get Mm -hmm. it right away. Figure that shit out for yourself first. But for me, I'll get one eventually. I feel like I figured it out enough. (laughs) I feel, I feel, I feel okay with doing it, trying it out. Definitely. But yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much my week. Cool. That's everything. Um, as you guys know, three more episodes and we're yep. done. Uh, as always, feel free to check out the, uh, the, the YouTube starter kit in the description. If you're interested, we forgot about the fucking ad again. What's wrong with us? We forget I, about I, the intro. We don't read the intro anymore. <laughs> don't read the ad anymore. We had the Mr. Beast discussion. I feel like it was more important. So. Yeah. We uh, need to get a beast burger ad actually. Can we I just say like, that? I I would just say, maybe expect one final re- ad read just as a funny like nostalgia thing. But like I'm oh, not, not prioritizing up. it. You know what we forgot to do. You had said what on one episode do? that you would try and do the ad read without looking at it, like from memory. And we never oh, did that. Fuck. That'd be kind of cool to do the final one as like from memory. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny for the finale, yeah. finale or some shit. Yeah. 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 Sure, check out check out Awesome Creator Academy. Check out the YouTube starter kit. You know what it is. You know the value it offers. Roberto be putting out that shit. You should we check it out. Anchor. We appreciate, appreciate you Anchor. boys for listening. Uh, next week we'll have our Spotify podcast wrapped stats. So get high for that. Get to that hear will not be the, the whole episode. It'll be, it'll that be will not be the, the whole episode. episode. <laughs> we are doing our 2021 wrap up episode. So... Was that one more wrap up. final Thank your you. week on YouTube and then the finale? We're done. 
Yeah, three more. Three more, baby. Leave your comments if you want us to mm-hmm. read them on the finale. You have a little bit yeah. of time. Obviously, we're not taking topic suggestions at this point or reading your name out or anything. But uh, if you got any comments just about the podcast, thoughts about it, love to read them. Love to read an yeah, email, too. You want to send an email. One, one last little check. Like, if you want us to read anything on the finale. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Just put it in the comments, email it to us, DM Aiden or I on Discord. Like, um, that'll be that'll be our, our last chance to get any kind of community feedback or not feedback, but you know, responses. That'd be cool. I can't promise you when we'll record the final episode, but we're recording this one and the next one tonight. And then the next two weeks they'll be uploaded. So like mm-hmm. if it's like mid December and you still haven't left a comment yet, that's probably the that's probably the cutoff. Like, try to do it around first, second week December uh, for the mm-hmm. best chance of us getting it, you know. Just because we'll be busy Christmas, New Year's, that type of shit. You know how it is. Making a Fall Guys video, it's going to take a yeah, lot yeah. of work, so. Editing another Alex Kid video, even though you've already done one, that yeah. type of shit. You know, working for G4, you know, I'm going to be busy, <laughs> so, you know. Anyways, I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. Thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye-bye. Yo, Aiden, we recorded for 50 minutes. You think the bathroom's open yet? Yo, I hope so. Otherwise, I'm going to piss myself. <sighs> Me too. I really got to pee. Anyways, peace. <laughs>